Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Some of my most enjoyable programs on Exploring Missions are those when we get to interview employees here at AFA, American Family Association, or AFR, American Family Radio. And the reason I do that, I, I want people to know that the people who work here, uh, they're called to be here, but they also have a heart for the things of God, of helping others, of sharing the gospel, of sharing what God has done for them. And today, that is such a program. And uh, we have two young ladies, and I use the word young ladies uh, relatively because of my age, I'm telling you. <laughs> and uh, when I was their age, I, I thought, well, what do you mean? You know, but anyway, uh, but we have with us today Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Now, Kendra's been with us mm, several times yes, on sir. this program, and we appreciate her. And welcome for the Thanks. first time to Exploring Missions. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Well, I, I just got to be honest. It's a joy to have you. Oh, uh, well, you know, thank you. I, I want to take claim as being Ann's pastor for many of years course. when she, she got was to. growing up. <laughs> and, uh, she was very special and still very special. Thank so you. thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate it. Absolutely. But what this is about is a new program that's going to start here on American Family Radio. It's a 30-minute program, and it really is one that is so needed uh, that you're going to, I think many of you will say, wow, we've needed this. Some, it will help you. A few may need to be indoctrinated of why it is needed mm, because yeah. you, uh, you don't think so. Yeah. But as pastor of over 40 years, I want to tell you I'm excited about it because the need is great. The name of the program is Hannah's Heart, and it will premiere uh, Saturday. Which Saturday now, guys? The 23rd. The 23rd. <laughs> And that is this weekend from which we are broadcasting. And uh, so you will hear that this this weekend. And it's at 5 p.m. Central Time. And so we're excited about it. Hannah's Heart. Why Hannah's Heart? Why Hannah's Heart? Well, Hannah is in Scripture, you know, in First Samuel. And um, so I guess we can just dig in deep. Go right, right ahead. Go, go as deep as you want to, Ann. Um, so uh, if you know me and our story a little bit, which a lot of people are about to know our story, um, but my husband and I, Will Cockrell, um, we've struggled with infertility over the last four years. And um, it's a diagnosis that I have. And um, really over the years, probably a year or two in, I felt the most lonely I had ever felt before in my whole entire life. And I think anyone Mm -hmm. who struggles with this um, can relate. And because at the time, I had lost two babies, and I didn't know another person my age walking through this. I'm sure 
I did know, but I didn't know they were you walking through. You didn't talk through. about it a lot? Right. No, oh, okay. no. And um, I had wonderful friends and wonderful family to support, but no one who had ever been able to say, I've been there, I've done that, I know what this feels like. And so um, one day I literally just felt like, where? okay, there's women in the Bible that have gone through this. I need to be like Jesus. I need, that, the Bible's where you learn to be like Jesus. So let me dig in. And to be honest, my heart wasn't necessarily right, I don't think, at the time. Because I was like, well, what am I going to learn? You know, whatever. I want somebody to talk to right now, you know. And so anyway, um, I just started from the beginning. I was looking at Sarah and Abraham and dug deep in their story. I made notes, all kinds of notes. And um, then as I worked my way um, to Sarah, I just fell in love with her story and um, that when I read her story, I was like, that's that's who I want to be like. Or Hannah, when you... Uh, yes, Hannah. I'm so sorry. Sarah is the one that, you know, said that she laughed when the Lord told her you would have it a baby. Would be, <laughs> it would be Sarah's story in Hannah's heart. There you, you go. Catch, you catch yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that's that true. So you can have a, a spinoff. Uh, Sarah's story. That's that's <laughs> true. Hey, that's true. Yes, thank you, Kendra. It Hannah. When I got to her story, um, I just wanted to meet her. And um, long story short, she was not able to have children, um, but her sister wife was able to have children. And you know, um, she went to the temple and she was praying so hard that the priest at the temple was like. That he thought she was drunk. You know, she was. Her mouth was moving. Her eyes were closed. Um, she was weeping, unable to eat. And she was like, "No, I'm. I'm not drunk. I'm hurting." And he ended up telling her, "He was like, because of your faith, you're gonna have a baby." And so she said. If I have a baby, I promise, Lord, I'll give that baby back to you. And she fulfilled that promise, and she went on to have more children after Samuel. But um, that that's who I want to be, and that's where um, who kind of stuck out to us when we were talking about doing this ministry uh, for the name of the ministry. Well, did it bring you to an individual who has gone through that and struggled with that? Did you meet someone with skin on? Yes, that, yes. Okay. You oh, see, yeah. how, that's how oh, God sure. does it. God, mm-hmm. many times, we want someone with skin on mm-hmm. before we struggle through it, depending upon Him. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's so true. It is. Yeah. And if we meet people earlier, sometimes our dependence is on them rather than yes, upon the Lord. that's such a So good tell point, us a little bit about that story, Kendra, you you and <laughs> Ann. How, what made the connection? Just let's go through that. How, how did you guys get connected? Well, we had a mutual friend here at AFA that knew that we were both privately struggling with these issues, and she also was struggling with this as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew Ann from AFA but had no clue the depth of what she had been going through. Mm-hmm. And so we actually had coffee together one day, and... Um, when you are dealing with something that you feel so isolated and alone um, and you meet somebody else who is going through that, it is like a breath of fresh air. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think of the the prophet Elijah who had his little pity party in a cave and said, God, I'm the only one left who's serving you, <laughs> you know, and then the Lord came and, and spoke to him and said, no. There's hundreds, thousands more in the hills you don't even know about. I think as believers, this issue is so isolating. And so when I met Anne and was able to hear how the Lord had ministered and spoken to her, um, it was just very edifying to my spirit to have somebody that um, not a false hope. Our hope isn't in... um, 
just having a physical child. Our hope is in Christ. And to have somebody to remind you of those um, those promises that you can take to the bank. And that's one, one thing I wanted to add about us naming the show Hannah's Heart. Um, when you look at a lot of the women in the Bible who have struggled with infertility or um, they describe them as being barren, um, usually... Uh, they have miraculous conceptions and these mm-hmm. crazy stories of God providing them a children. And um, I, I, when I started studying women of the Bible that struggled with this, I felt like, I don't even know if I want to read their stories because I don't know if that's going to happen for me. I don't know if God's going to answer this the way that he did for them. But what I loved about Hannah was before God even gave her a child, her heart was to bring her pain to the Lord and pour it out to him. And and she already gave Samuel to the Lord before she even had him. And so I think as um, future moms, God puts on our hearts to say, whatever I, however I bring the blessing into your life, whether it be a biological child or adoption or foster or, you know, being a um, mother figure in somebody's life. Um, this is something I do. It's not about you and, and surrendering that desire to be a mom to the Lord. So that's that's what I loved. Yeah, for sure. I, I just want to tell this. This is a testimony. It's uh, I grew up uh, next to a couple who had no children, Mr. and Ms. Wilson. And uh, I'm the youngest of nine, so mother and daddy had plenty, Okay. And uh, But my grandparents, I didn't have grandparents. And those two people played such a special mm. part in my life uh, that I, I cannot explain how close we were and how meaningful they were to me and mm. how they blessed my life. And so those that do not have children, yeah. and either if they don't adopt or have birth child, they're still able to help children in a significant yes, way. Yes, for sure. And I've seen it again and again. And because of Mr. and Ms. Wilson, it made me aware of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, n- sometimes you can't be the parent, but you can be kind of a grandparent, surrogate mm-hmm. grandparent. Right. And uh, we've seen that happen in the churches where I've pastored, you know, church uh, couples that had no children or sometimes their children have moved away and they don't have any close connections but they kind of adopt surrogate adopt children in the church and just bless them well there's so many creative ways that god wants to fulfill that longing in a woman's heart to nurture and i really do believe that that's a a longing that god placed there and one of the things we want to explore in the show is all of those different options because god is a creative god and he his story in Anne's life is not the same way that he works in my life. And those that listen, it might be something different, um, but being open to, Lord, whatever your plan is for my life, I give you the pen and you're going to be the one who writes our story. I got to tell one more story. There's this missionary child that came home. He had to come home to go to college. Mm -hmm. And during that four years, he got his degree and then he found a job. During that four-year period of time, his parents who were on the mission field started having some real medical issues, and they had to come home. And his dad started pastoring a church close by to where he lived. And so he had gotten his job. He had been working there six months, but it wasn't fulfilling his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked his supervisor, can I get off? You know, can I get off? And I I just need some time. That supervisor said, yes, go ahead. So he went to the church where his dad pastored. Uh, it was in those days when the parsonage was right next door to the church, a rural church. And if he wasn't in, and those days the church were open. So he goes in, he goes to the altar, 
and he starts pouring his heart out to God, similar uh, to yeah. your. It was different, but he still pouring his heart right. out to God. And uh, so he saw a piece of paper over there, and he started writing down all the things he was willing to do. I mean, he had a whole list, mm-hmm. signed his name at the bottom, laid it at the altar, still had no peace. Mm-hmm. He got that piece of paper, wadded it up, and threw it down, started walking out the church. His dad had come in during that period of time, slipped in the back, sat on the back row, and was praying for his son because he mm-hmm. could see wow. the struggle. But when he started out, his dad stood up and said, son, what's going on? His son told him, he said, well, come on back down here at the altar and say they were talking and there's another piece of paper there. And he said, son, what God wants you to do, it's a blank sheet of paper. Mm. You sign your name at the bottom and let God (laughs) fill in the lines. (laughs) A blank check kind of thing. Yeah. And that is so true. And Uh it goes along with what you said, Kendra, that, you know, it's God's plan. Mm. Yes, I have my desires. Yeah. yeah. Letting go I, of your desires yeah. is a lot yeah. harder well, than it sounds. I think there's a scripture there, thir- uh, Psalm 37, 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, what the thing is, it's not an open game. It's right. one. what happens when you delight in the Lord, it changes That's, your heart. He places desire. the yes. desire in yes. your heart. Yes, and he, his desires become your desires. Yes. And God can do that. And then I'm praying in this program, Hannah's Heart, that that will happen with mm-hmm. so many people, men and women. And our guest today, again, is Ann Cockrell, Kendra White. They're going to begin to host a program. Uh, and it's going to be Hannah's Heart. It's going to be on Saturdays at 5 p.m. starting this uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah. 5 p.m. Central. And so we're looking forward to it. I got one or two other questions I have. What kind of topics are you guys looking at addressing? Ooh, some great ones. Do you want to start? Have have you guys got an agenda? (laughs) We've got so much. You think it's a narrow topic, but there's really so many emotions that couples that are going through this are processing. And really, we want to help couples to process whatever they're doing biblically and to bring it back to if you're grieving. um, You know, with that, one of the things that comes up is why do bad things happen um, to believers? There's this human nature thing that makes us think that if we love God and serve him, that life is going to go easy for us. And that if children are a good desire from God, then of course they should just come naturally. So when things like infertility or miscarriage hit, you know, I was surprised when my husband and I recently had a miscarriage, how quickly those thoughts of God, what did I do wrong? Are you punishing me? Is there some sin in my life? Is there Um, a reason I'm not supposed to be a mama? Right. How quickly it is to judge. And I know the word of God. I've read Job. I know these things. And so I thought, you know, if I've been a believer for this long, we really need to help believers that are going through this issue to process this biblically so that they're thinking rightly about God in the middle of their pain. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have all kinds of topics, even from how you feel around holidays, around mm. Mother's Day, around Father's Day, you know, when you don't get, you know, a kid to do an Easter basket for a kid. It's so many different things when you when you don't experience it that you don't think about. Um, but, yeah, that, that struggle feels so lonely. And, um, you know, I don't know how people feel about um, dressing up for October 31st or anything, but that was something that, I would even want to do like, I just, I just want to dress up a baby, you know, (laughs) and such a simple thing, but something that hurts pretty bad when you're not getting to experience it. But when you're looking on social media and that's what all you're seeing. And so, um, I was listening to a podcast. I worked at home by myself at the time and I loved that job, but 
I was so lonely being at home by myself all the time. And so um, I found this podcast and it's called Joy and Infertility and it's a Christian based podcast. And that was the first time I felt like someone heard me. Mm. I wasn't talking to this person. I was listening to them. But when these women and men were telling their stories, um, it was the first time I was like, yeah, that's that's it. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. And so if we can do that for one person, and obviously I pray it's for hundreds and hundreds, you know, rather it's even for family. My family had never experienced infertility, you know, and so my parents are sitting there desiring to help me and wanting to be there for me. They've always been able to be there for me. But through this, I mean, my dad stopped me one time. It it was just me and him in my living room. And uh, he, he looked like he was about to start crying. He said, you know, and I love you so much. And I don't, as your daddy, I don't know how to talk to you about this. I don't know if you want me, because it, it can be an awkward subject, you know, right. especially with your daddy, you know. And so, um, but he just gave me a hug. He said, but I want you to know I pray for you more than I probably mm-hmm. ever have. And so um, we're going to, I'm going to be interviewing my mom in the next few weeks and just talk about how do you deal with a daughter who's struggling for with infertility and you don't know anything about it, you know? So even simple things what like What to say, that. what to not say. Right, right. <laughs> Those are yeah, all so um, there's so many different things that we'll talk about. And we have an email um, that we're hoping that people will even send topics that we might not think of um, and prayer requests um, for us to talk about on the show. And that's mm-hmm. Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. If anyone listening. Say that again. Hannah's Heart, spelled like it is in the Bible, Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. And no spaces, Correct. Correct. And you know, another topic that I think we'll probably get into um, is helping couples that are interested in having fertility treatments um, make decisions about those in God-honoring ways. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things my husband and I have dealt with is, okay, so you're having problems. They go, oh, well, there's some medical options that we can help. First of all, they're really expensive. So you've got the question of stewardship. You know, how much do we invest in this as a family? Then you've got issues of pro-life issues, because if you're creating life, even if it's happening in a Petri dish, if it's conception, it's conception, that's life. And so um, one of the things I've become very passionate about is helping believers to know what options are happening and to not be afraid, because it it really is a pro-choice choice world and a lot of the fertility clinics it's like they come with the preconceived idea that that's not life and so you have to be vigilant about asking them certain questions and there are some options that are available to believers that are less expensive that often don't get talked about because um because of the way our society is structured so that's something i want to help believers Navigate through. Navigate through, yes. One of the people I have interviewed on Exploring Missions is a snowflake baby. You better explain that for some people okay, listening. Okay, I know. So this is a child that was in a Petri dish. That, that It had already been implanted. It was there. It, mm-hmm. There was life, but it was right. frozen. So the parents chose to take that child and, and let that child grow within and give birth. So they adopted, just to clarify, what yes. happens in IVF, often there's um, extra fr- embryos that are yeah. frozen. And um, there's a huge problem right now in a lot of fertility clinics where they don't have enough storage and they're getting more and more. And so they're like, do we dispose of these? What do we do with them? Yeah. And there are agencies that are trying to help 
couples saving those lives, saving those lives and adopting it's always them. Ama- it's amazing when you see that child this yeah. and you say how could and it's just like and those, her name's hannah yeah i talked to them the <laughs> other day on the phone <laughs> okay. yeah it's incredible and, and so it's just like these children that their mom went to a like a clinic and they're expecting to get an abortion they give them an ultrasound and they mm-hmm. decide to keep that child right. mm-hmm. and Praise now the they're holding that child and they say how in the world right. why and so life is so precious and is. hannah's heart's going to hit that yes it and we're really actually going to have that. some of the experts from an embryo um, donation center that's a pro-life organization on the program and talking about some of this medical stuff to help yeah. believers understand what's going yeah. on which is so needed yes because <laughs> when you're googling all this stuff for the bird it's, it's like i don't overwhelming right? yeah I it's like imagine. you gotta go back to science <laughs> class yeah. again yeah. And i don't know what these words mean yeah. Yeah. yeah well let's let's move on to adoption the possibility okay. of adoption and tell me about adoption <laughs> I, and I say that with a smile, and she says it yes. with a big smile. With a big smile, yes. So um, we do foster care. We're foster parents to three right now. And um, I can't get into specific details right. about those cases, but one case has changed over to adoption. And uh, I talk about it in one of our episodes, but that little boy changed my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that baby changed my mine and Will's life. Um, we fell in love with him, and uh, we got to experience, you know, People might argue with me. I've never had a biological baby before. And so people might say, there's no way you love him as much as you will love a biological baby. And I just have to disagree with them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, because he he has my heart. And he. I really feel like the Lord used this sweet baby boy um, to grow my faith and to make me pray for things that I never even thought of, to pray for someone more than I pray for myself. And... Um, you know, to love, even though I knew at the beginning he might not get adopted, but we loved that baby like he was our own from the beginning. And um, he doesn't look like us, but uh, he acts like us, I will say that, which is a little scary. Let me see. Some things are caught, and that, that's just the way it is. It's, that's it's, right. It is caught. That's well, right. let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Fostering. Yes. Tell me, what, what brought you to that point? So, fostering has always been on my heart since before Will and I even got married. We talked about fostering or adoption, didn't know what that would look like. And then about a year into marriage, I was like, okay, I'm ready to start fostering. And Will was like, mm, okay, I'm not, you know. <laughs> um, but Did I'm you glad. you know that's not unusual? The oh, woman, being on, right. That nesting yep. oh, yeah. part of a <laughs> female is real, it's isn't it? It's just there, it? yeah. It's there, yep. yeah. Yeah, and at the time, we had two extra bedrooms in our house, and so... Anyway, but I'm so glad. I I never pressured Will into it, and that was the Lord, you know, working through me with that. And I just prayed for his heart, and like, God, I know that this is in your plan for us. That was no question. When was the question? Um, And so I just started praying for Will. We then got the infertility diagnosis for me and um, went through about a year, year and a half of treatments and diagnosis just all kinds of doctor's visits and so um about a year and a half into all that um he came to me and he was like and i really just feel like the lord's putting on my heart that it's time to pursue foster care and so i about you know jumped out of my seat i was excited and because at the time my heart in in all this it bothered me we had two empty bedrooms it really like it it really really bothered me that we had two empty beds and I know that there's children out there needing that warm bed, that that comfort bedroom, you know. And so um, anyway, we, we got started and we've had a few kiddos in and out. And like I said, we have three right now. And one case that's adoption that um, it's not finalized yet, um, but uh, we'll, we'll know more about that next court date. So, 
yeah, it's all it's all in God's hand. Like you're saying that piece of paper that was blank, I never wrote, would have written this. <laughs> so um, foster care is really hard, but it's so rewarding. And I would love to talk to anyone who had questions about that. Um, it's super hard with infertility put in there. It, it is really hard. Um, and then the thought of that baby, if I was possibly going to have to give that baby back, yeah with me desiring that baby so bad, that was, brother, brother, that was going to hurt real bad. I, I'd already told Will, I was like, I'm going to need some medicine, some counseling or something, you know. Um, but the Lord has just been faithful the whole time. And Did you feel like it was a calling? Oh, I definitely felt like that. Yeah. I, I, you know me since I was yeah. little. I love babies. Love babies. <laughs> I'm talking about little. <laughs> she yes, she loved babies. <laughs> yes. And so um, I, I remember one time I was on a walk with a friend. I'd had a hard doctor's appointment that day. And I just cried as we were walking through the neighborhood because I was like, what if the Lord has always let me love other people's babies to love to be prepared to love someone else's baby. And um, at, at the time, you know, I never knew if we would have a baby or not. We At that time, we had lost three. And um, and I say lost. Some people disagree with that word when you have a miscarriage. We had three very early, well, four early miscarriages, but three at that time. And so, um, but I believe those babies are in heaven. Um, life begins at conception. That's right. That's right. It's so true. I want to get to this. Time is is coming to to a close. We want to do two things. Christ in all this. Mm -hmm. Kendra, Jesus. He walks with you through this. He's the only way. I remember um, getting some bad news and going to my piano to worship the Lord and just bawling. And I remember thinking, I can't imagine this without Jesus to sustain me. I don't know how couples without Jesus make it through. I I mean, it it is an issue that will make it difficult for marriages, but when Christ is the center, um, anything that in your life that causes you to cling to Christ more, God uses that to be a good thing. And that's, that's right. what infertility has been in my life. It's been a tool that God has used to shape me, to cut out my selfishness and my flesh and to reveal some areas that I had made the idea of motherhood an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. And God is using it to make me completely lean and depend on him because he is the sustainer of life. That's right. That's right. God takes all things and only he can work them for good. Mm. I, I say this all the time. If you want to see the sovereignty of God, watch God work difficulty into something good in our mm-hmm. lives. That's right. He That's does right. it again and again. And infertility is one of those ways. Well, I know you're going to start the radio program and I, I know it's one that's going to minister to people. And again, AFR, our mission is to help people. It is to inform them. So that's going to help. It's also to educate them, to activate them. And and then it's to aid the church in carrying out the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Guess what? Hannah's heart will do that. You know, you're talking about those ladies in the Bible who, uh, uh, did not have children until they were, they were barren, as the Bible says, until the older. Guess what? All all those children were very special. Mm-hmm. That's right. Born. That's right. And let me just say this too: the show is heavy topics that it we is. discuss, yeah. but we have a lot of fun we discussing did. it. Well, I can't goal. imagine <laughs> Ann and Kendra not having fun. It's kind of like Burt Harper not having. I mean, That's it's right. Just, it, I'll be preaching away, and 
a thought will come into my mind, and I I don't have enough sense to keep it from <laughs> from saying it. Yes. And I say, Lord. But anyway, the Lord uses those personalities, ladies. Yes. Well, we know when you listen, you're looking to be encouraged and to have Christ as your hope. And so there will be some some sad things we discuss, but it'll be a lot of life giving right. discussions. Right. Hey, how how can they connect with you guys besides the radio program? So we're on Facebook and Instagram by searching Hannah's Heart, and then yeah, by that email address that Kendra gave, Hannah's Heart at afa.net. Hannah's Heart. It's going to be on Saturdays, 5 p.m. Central Time, and we can't wait to see what God does with this. He always does it in missions. And this is Bert Harper along with Ann Cochran, Kendra White, and say thank you for being with us today on Exploring Missions. May God use you in His kingdom.